cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Hello and welcome back to Beards, Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, Malia and Lisa, take you through the uh, sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica. Uh, we usually drink beer, but this week we're not drinking beer. Lisa, nope. do you want to talk about what we're drinking? <laughs> uh, a cup of tea. Um, and we ate some toast. Yeah. Which is on theme. We were very civilized. There was toast played a big part in this episode. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd um, mix it up. Actually, we've both just been interstate for the week, so... I think we're both very tired. I got back at like 1am, so I'm pretty beat. Pretty tired. Yeah. Oh. I yeah, oh, had to add a beat that. somehow. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, that was totally intentional. <laughs> a reminder, uh, we had lots of people tweeting at us this week, which is great. Um, remember, you can follow us on Twitter and Insta at BeersBeatsBSG to see what we're usually drinking, which is usually beers, um, screenshots, pop cultural references. And if one of us is putting on a talk about artificial intelligence, then the other one might be even sharing some... Uh, some notes just just from supporting that. each other in the world just just sending out the support we, um, we actually also had our first live listen to the podcast well it wasn't live but like group listen as far as i know um so my friends um teresa lara and ace um insisted after a few drinks that we have a live listen so they're bsg fans so thank you to you guys for love it feedback and just like hanging out and singing disney songs Pretty particularly fun. uh when our last episode we look let's let's be real you know, <laughs> times were tough. Times were tough. Shit got real. <laughs> Shit got real. It, look, it wasn't that much better this week, but I think it's a low bar. Low yeah, bar low was bar, set. So. Marginally better. Plenty yeah. of weird things to be confused about, which I'm looking forward to unpacking with you in a minute. But, Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we started, this episode picks up, this is the fifth episode of the first season. It's called You Can't Go Home Again, which was... It was misleading. Again, with the lying. And it was directed by Sergio Mimica-Gesen. I'm sorry, I've butchered that. Um, And written by Carla Robinson. Sorry, Sergio. Um, Yeah, we start start by picking up immediately after where we left off last episode, which is fitting because it had it to be continued. So I would have been pretty pissed off. Wait, it's a serialized television series. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Cool. Positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Um, yeah, we started with a flashback to Starbuck and Adama because, you know, they had some some troubling times. Mm, mm. Parent-child relationships, you know, going badly. They're quite a team this episode, though. Quite a team. Mm. We basically saw everything that shit that happened last episode in what we could have had last episode uh, amount of time. Yeah. So, like, the five minutes that we saw of last episode that was, was cool. enough. That was enough. Yeah. Um, and then we picked up, yeah, immediately after the end of that episode with Galactica Boomer collecting hot dog... Um, and noticing Starbucks, you know, empty ship from near the um, the water uh, supply moon. Um, and Hot Dog kind of says, look, I think she could have survived the initial hit. Um, Adama is convinced she's alive. Apollo is convinced she's alive. Um, Ty, not really convinced she's alive. Fry her like an egg was She'll a great She'll be fried line. like an egg, yeah. yes. So that was... Yeah, a fave tie line. Yeah, very... I mean, it's just a very tie thing to do. I mean, it was very considered of the people in the room and how they might feel about Starbucks. It's super emotionally yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah. High EQ. But also has a great dry sense of humour. Yeah, I so mean, that's hilarious to someone who considers her a daughter. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, oh, also, Hot Dog, we should mention, got his first uh, flight pins. Yep. Um, kind of weird timing. Like, I'm sure Apollo might have, like 
given them to him after he'd like run out to save his like sister best friend yeah but, and i mean it was like adama's son giving adama's son a pin oh the meta-ness of the, like it's yeah, very Bodhi meta. almost being yeah. like yeah, yeah the actual son i personally also really liked when um Apollo's like, all right, I'm jumping in this plane. We're going to go rescue Starbuck. And, like, Adama just, like, pops up again and is like, fight her. Like, where did you come like, from? so creepy jack-in-the-box move. Absolutely. Like, he was just always there. So, yeah, that was um, – we get right back into it. We get right into the action. And um, we, we know from the beginning that Adama and Apollo are kind of team fine Starbuck. Mm. We don't know necessarily what's happened to Starbuck at this point. Um, and we know that Ty is not team fine Starbuck, which is kind of understandable. Well, yeah. I mean, he's never really team Starbuck, except that no. one time. Except that one time, that mm. weird scene. That, that weird was so scene. weird. Let's, mm. let's not talk about that again. <laughs> um, and then we do see Starbuck. So we see her wake up on the water moon being dragged by her parachute. Um, and Which is very tight around her legs. Very how did tight that around. happen? Like, I don't see how that could have been so, anyway. Well, yeah. It, it was basically like, um, you know, some of the scenes in The Martian with um, Matt Damon, except um, Starbuck isn't Matt Damon. And I would argue <laughs> that watching her go through the motions in this scene of uh, this episode of, like, having to, like, work out how to rescue herself was... Uh, far less engaging than watching Matt Damon do it in The Martian. But anyway, we see her I mean, he's a little bit more of a famous actor. There's a little bit of calibre difference. (laughs) But, um... No offence. I mean, no offence. No, no. Like, you know, Starbuck. (laughs) We're not very positive today. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, anyway, we see her kind of getting dragged away. She manages to cut herself loose, but she's Mm. injured. She pulls out some, like, yellow tape, straps herself up. A very little bit of yellow tape. Decides to live. But we'll, um... We'll it was very useful yellow tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we get opening credits. We get a flash forward. Um, you know, we're excited. We're pumped. Things yeah. are happening. So many things. And then we get like straight back into on board the Galactica where Gator, who I was thinking he really has the shittest role on the mm-hmm. Galactica. All his job is is constantly telling people things they don't want to hear. And then and everyone just shuts it down. They just ignore him. It's like, what, why Why do you have this like comms expert or Dreyder's expert or whatever, but like just constantly tell them, no, that's not right. Or Isn't like, that no, what, I disagree. Like, our politicians do all the time. Like, yeah. hey, let's get scientists to talk about He's climate change. He's the Sean change. Spicer <laughs> of this establishment. Oh, so bad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Gator's like, you know... There's still no results. I don't... Uh, it's not looking good. And Dub is like, whatever, I don't care. Although him and Ty had a moment where they looked at each other like, seriously, this is happening. Like, mm-hmm. I can imagine this look would happen a lot in Trump's office. Like, mm-hmm. it was look between them of, oh, shit. Like, he's not thinking straight. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then they're kind of like, hey, remember that those eight Cylons showed up last week? You know, <laughs> like, that's probably a good... Um, prerequisite to like move again to do another jump because we've got all the civilian ships and like over forty five thousand people yeah, no yeah, big deal yeah. no big deal and adama you know demonstrating um a lack of his usual clear-headed logic which might have been to do with because he has like some paternal feelings towards Starbuck. does he don't know if that was set up quite enough there? last episode yeah i don't know if they've they've really told us that enough yet it's um it's a really <laughs> really 
deeply hidden in the plot. <laughs> Look, we we love Adama. I am full team Adama, but um, he was very annoying in this episode. He was mm-hmm. very annoying because despite his usual logical approach, he was like, nope, we're getting Starbuck back. So, yeah, it did seem very out of character. Yeah. So we basically see that he's doing everything in his power to to get her back, and he's not really listening and to the usual reason. Quite a lot of power. He has all of the military power, which is yeah, yeah, significant. Um, so after that, we see Bolter. Um, we have a little scene with him visiting the president, and Six shows up in like a pretty new blue ensemble. Um, do you think I, it symbolised anything? What did you think? The blue? Hmm. Ah, I didn't think about that. I just thought it was really hot. Like, <laughs> I was like, that is an outfit. And damn it, she just doesn't look like a human. Like, mm-hmm. I still believe that she's definitely a, really a Cylon because she just does not look real. <laughs> nope, didn't think about well, it Trisha at all. Trisha Helfer is yeah. a Cylon too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get you. <laughs> I was like, that, that was, sorry, to be honest, all I thought. <laughs> no, I just thought it was an interesting costume choice because mm. – She's so associated with the color red and, you know, like the Cylon eyes are red and, like, mm. we don't really see red used in, like, any of the colonial fleet or, like, the military colors. Um, so I just thought it was, like, strange. Like, it may have not meant anything, but then, mm. like, why put her in a different outfit? Maybe she like was, it was just tired yeah. of the red dress. <laughs> like she was, it, like, she'd ate, eaten a hamburger that day and she was, like, I can't do the cutouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although then, it was like no, a crop it was more top, revealing. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was more revealing. I think they were saying this because um, I've been listening to this um, Twin Peaks podcast this week, and apparently, like towards that weird part of Twin Peaks, which is really bad, then people just started like bringing stuff in, like, mm. "Oh, I think I'm going to wear this today," and then just like <laughs> wearing random stuff. So maybe she was just like, be damned. "Yeah," she was just like, "I just want a different outfit. I'm sick of wearing these same two things all the time." Weird. Yeah, it was super weird. Mm. Um, I really like, I really noticed it and mm. kind of took me out of the moment. But you know, Six continues her usual like taunting, like. I know more than you know situation. And she basically, um, well, she, she tells Bolter that, you know, there's three days max before the, the fleet of Cylons show up because yeah. these were scouts. Um, and again, we never really know if she's telling the truth or not, but so far, you know, three out of three. Mm. Um, all the intel she's given has either been completely true or at least led to a conclusion, like with the, um, when Bolter didn't know that guy was a Cylon in the yeah. first in the miniseries, but then he actually was. It's, it's served Bolter well, let's yeah. put it that way. But he doesn't know that that guy was a Cylon for real. No one knows that that guy's a Cylon for real. On Except the ship. us. Yeah. Except us. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And yeah. I mean, I also love that they showed Bolter just being weird in this. Yeah. Because I always think about it. I'm really glad that they should, like, they don't just always show it with the two of them talking and there's, like, no repercussions. Like, this <laughs> is, I think, the second episode in a... In a in a row where someone has just been like, what the fuck to Bolter, <laughs> you know, because he is, he's like a lunatic. He's like talking to himself, touching his own hand, being like, Ooh, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's so weird. It would look so strange. So um, then he, yeah. And then he gets hysterical. Mm, uh, like he's like prone to always, do. Always hysterical. Yeah. So he's like, don't you think, and again, actually does make like a pretty good point. Mm. That is like, you know, don't you think we should not put the whole fleet at risk? And the president is like, well, like I do agree. But, you know, the pilots um, give, like, up their safety for the fleet. And so I'm kind of comfortable with investing some resources to go and find this pilot. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're thinking about it, even from Rosalind's perspective, like, Starbuck is quite important. She is the only person who is able to train 
new mm. pilots in combat. Mm. Or I mean, maybe other people can do it, but she's the only person yeah. who's like a proper teacher. So she is reasonably important. Um, and I guess for at this a point, a little bit of resources. To a point. Yeah. To a point. <laughs> and I also think at this point, because um, I mean, the episode isn't in real time, but it does follow up like immediately after the end of last episode. Um, you know, it might have only been what, like an hour mm. at this point. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, Which we're just sitting ducks. Which is pretty legit. Like, like I think yeah. that um, given the shortage of pilots and stuff, that to look for her initially is quite fair. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And then Bolter, Bolter kind of tries to play like the women card, which I just thought was hilarious. I like hate when he was the like, phrase, think of all children. the, think of all the defenseless women. Like know your audience. Yeah. Like you're talking to someone who is making decisions about all the defenseless people, yeah. male and female. Yeah. You know, on a daily basis, and she's just like, yeah, nah, like. Yeah. Cool. Get out. There is a lot of stuff in like feminist theory about the phrase women and children mm-hmm. and like the way it paints women in like this very helpless way, like along with children. And I hate the phrase now. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, again. So yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that she was just like, nah. Yeah. Rosalind was 100% the MVP of this episode. Oh, we can talk about that later. Yeah. A thousand percent. So She's good. so great. But I did like that, like, yeah, we only had one scene with Bolter again this episode. Mm. We've, we've had a We're little, James a little less. Yeah, friend of the podcast. But, um, yeah, we didn't have a lot with him, but we did get to see him get shut down again, which is always great fun. Mm. Yeah. Um, then we had some scenes on Silent op- Occupied Caprica. Um, Boomer just, like, sexually wakes up in the hammock. With her like, legs split open. <laughs> Who sleeps like that? I ask you. On a hammock. In a hammock. Like, like, if anything, you're, like, trying to keep all your, like, like limbs, like, close because you can't stretch out that much. Absolutely. Like, it's rope. Yes. Like, yeah, it was And she's really just like, weird. oh, I'm just laying here with this sheet between my legs and my yeah. legs are open in front Shout of Shout out what? to Grace Park, though, who must have, like, a really strong core. Yeah, Because I was absolutely. just looking at that and being like, mm, Pilates. Pilates, yeah, yeah they're yeah. kicking in. So she's like, mm, I just woke up. Like, I'm, I'm so natural. And, um, <laughs> you know, this is just so, so chill. She, yeah, charm offensive was my note. Mm. Um Hilo kind of wants to move on and find a raptor so they can get off the planet. And then she, they kind of have this like little like cutesy like, oh, I'm thinking of this place as home. And I was like, how much time has passed? Yeah. Like, has it been like, because we don't really don't have a timeline. that long. And, it, and it's like, it's unless you can long. think of a reason to stay. Like I that know. line as well. And I was like, oh. Like this combined with last week when she was damsel in distress makes me really, um, really re-watching it has really made me view her quite differently. Mm. It's um, it's interesting that she's different from Galactica Boomer, and totally. I wonder how much she's playing into like what maybe Hilo wants in mm-hmm. a woman, and like mm-hmm. going for that kind of like I don't know, manipulating him through her wiles or something. Mm. Um, I think we can agree that Cylons do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway. Yeah, that, um, yeah, he's just, yeah, he's going for it though. He is so up for it. And, um, <laughs> anyway, he like goes to make her some toast, you know, in Upstairs, the Cylon toaster. In the Cylon, look, ah, uh, great, great. Yeah, it was, it up. was great because then some literal Cylon toasters show up. Um, producer Tom points out that Cylons may not have opposable thumbs because we just see them bash through windows. You mean the toaster Cylons? Yeah, the ones yeah. like the um, Centurion type yeah, um, yeah. Cylons. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Maybe they just don't care about doors. <laughs> yeah, they bash through the doors. They, yeah, they're just, you know. Are... No respect for door no handles. No respect for that beautiful restaurant. No. Yeah. And then um, he always just kind of like, you know. Making toast. Making toast. And so he runs away like to hide from them and then like. 
There's like the tensest toaster scene ever. (laughs) Like the way it was edited was so hilarious because it was like, cut to Hilo, cut to the silence, cut to the the toaster. toaster. I know, it was so good. The toast's going to come up. (laughs) Yeah. I'm never going to think about toasting toast ever the same again. Yeah. that was a handful of Say toast one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So then the toast does pop up. Cylons start firing. Boomer just decides to like walk upstairs and be like, Hilo, have you made have toast you made or something? Have you made the breakfast ready? Like all yeah. sleepy and like, ah. Uh. That was really annoying. And why are they upstairs? Like, I don't understand. Like the downstairs is supposed to be catering for them for everything. And surely like radiation, blah, blah. Like it's, isn't it better for them to stay like mm. in the downstairs in the bunker. bunker so they don't mm. have to use radiation medication? Like mm. I just don't understand why they would be up there in he the He really place. wanted that piece of toast. Like toast Boomer is not that must great. have really asked for it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> like with her legs open and her <laughs> eyes all sleepy. But like it just didn't make any sense to me that they wouldn't be downstairs like conserving the radiation medication mm. they had and keeping the door closed in case anybody, any silence came. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> one of the many things in this episode is just doesn't make any sense to me. It was kind of interesting to see more of those Cylons, like the, you know, the old school, so to speak, toaster Cylons, though, because we really don't, like, we only see them on Caprica, you know, Mm. at the moment, because, like, all the ones that are infiltrating the fleet, at this point anyway, we believe a human form. So wait, are they biological as well, then? Well, let's talk about this later on, because, like, when we talk about the um, radar, I think we should talk about, like, the um, biology of Cylons, but... Yeah, these ones certainly don't look like it. Like, they just Mm. look like shiny metal objects, you Mm. know? Um, But I thought it's interesting. Like, we we really... They don't seem to communicate or do anything. Like, they don't have... They have no no, verbal communication anyway. But also no regard for the fact, like, when that other Cylon gets... Shot. Yeah, the way and it just, just like, pushes it out, out of the, the way. way. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about like when um, when Hilo, uh, you know, when the toast springs up and the Cylons are startled, Hilo shoots one of the Cylons like twice in the back and then the other Cylon just kind of pushes that one away and is like, yeah. like walks like, on, like even not even phased. So yeah, it is interesting. Like we know they're obviously not the, the most um, evolved of the Cylons, mm. um, but it is interesting that like in this episode, we see all three different types of Cylons. Mm. Like we see that yeah, we've seen the so Centurion far. type, we see the Raider type, yeah, and we see human form. Oh, so were they included in our Cylon count? I did include them. Aye. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get to that. There are a lot of Cylons in this episode. A lot of fracks as well. A lot of fracks. Um, yeah, so after, after that scene with... Um, should we just wrap up what happened on Silent Occupied Caprica? Because yeah. there really wasn't very much there this yeah. episode. Um, better to just get it all over and done with, I think. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So after Hilo kind of hides from the Cylon, he runs out um, to find that Boomer has been kidnapped or is missing or disappeared. Um, and he kind of runs out into the rain <laughs> or the back lot of whatever that studio they shoot at is because mm. I think what's becoming apparent is that the special effects budget was the entirety of the budget for the silent occupied Caprica scenes. Mm. Um, so he just like runs out and he's like, Booba! And then it's like, the end of their plot mm. so again short scenes i do think it's interesting just from a pacing perspective perspective that um that they have like well one to two scenes every episode with yeah. Hero and boomer like i was thinking that like it would be nice to see them in like a whole episode mm, mm. um yeah like if they're done like thing. a bottleneck episode yeah I, and i think a um, bottleneck a bottle episode mm. i think it would have been more interesting too because um checking in with them every week like I think we notice and we are more likely to criticize like the hokiness of Boomer being like well because they have to make it very obvious yeah they have to make it very limited obvious. time yeah. with the characters I think if we had just like not seen them for like four weeks 
and then like and I guess when it's a new a new show and a new series it can be tense because it's like you you get these notes from the studios or whatever that are like do people really understand like that this is going on kind of thing and I think we've seen that in the last two episodes like Mm. clunky obvious writing um but at the same time like I guess they were just trying to like make sure we knew that they were important but I I totally agree with you I think it would have been better to just leave them for four episodes and have a bottle episode with them that would have been really interesting because we wouldn't have seen any of Caprica Mm. than be like oh yeah cool checking in with them on to the next scene. Yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't know. Every time I see the scenes, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we can sum up today. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yep. Too much traveling. This Speaking week. of our favorite scenes this week, or well, they certainly weren't mine. Um, <laughs> Starbuck is kind of like, uh, you know, she's stranded. She's walking aimlessly around. She's, you know, taped up her leg. And she comes across the Cylon radar that she shot down last mm. episode. So we remember there were the eight. She shot down all seven. And then there was one more that she kind of got, as she was shooting it, she was got sucked into the orbit of the moon mm. um, and was like, you know, crashed. Um, so she kind of comes to terms with the fact that, like, she's, you know, been saying, like, wanting to be rescued or trying to survive. And then she realizes or has this, like, moment of, like, well, I can just fly this ship instead. I can save myself. I can save myself. So she forces open the hatch and she sees that, like, it's interior. It doesn't make... Okay, no, keep going. <laughs> Finish <laughs> your sentence. We have, and we we can... have notes. Um, <laughs> More capitals. Yeah, she discovers that, like, the interior... Pretty, it looks like the internal organs of, like, a creature, like a living creature rather than a machine. It was very machine. Star Wars, yeah, in yeah. my mind. You know when he's opening up the... But, wait, you're, you've watched Star Wars, yes. right? <sighs> Goodness me. <laughs> We're going to have problems. We're going to have to like pause the podcast and watch all of the movies. Um, the one where uh, Han Solo opens up that animal and it like all pours oh, out and yeah, they go inside the to like save themselves. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what yeah, it reminded yeah. me of. Yeah, it was pretty creepy. It kind mm. of reminded me of like, um, yeah, some of like the alien in the alien films, like the um, like in the first film when they go and look on like the there's like the egg and then there's the face hugger stuff. Like, yeah, that kind of creepy mm. um very visceral um, internal organs. Gross. Um, so she uses the inside of the ship as a shelter because her suit oxygen is beginning to run low. Um, and of course, silence must need oxygen, need oxygen to live. Because she keeps telling us what she's doing because, like, uh, you know, if this show learnt nothing from last week, which it apparently didn't because there were different <laughs> writers, like, the audience know absolutely nothing and you need to tell them everything that you might be doing. And it's very normal when you're running out of oxygen to continually talk to yourself. Well, she did seem really... So the funny thing I thought is, like, she seems really hopeful that she can, like, get it to work to escape the planet. Like, she was, like, super can do. And if you wanted to be, like, really dark, you could just be like, oh, she's just, like, delusional at this Mm. point. And, like, she's lost all this oxygen. And it's just when she's just, like, talking nonsense almost. Mm. Except that, unfortunately, that nonsense is all, like, paid off. Mm. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't really think... I don't really buy the fact that silence ships that fly in space would rely on oxygen yeah actually i think i wrote it makes no sense to me in capital letters yeah (laughs) that's conclusive yeah (laughs) it just really doesn't make any sense at all yeah so she gets to work she's like i'm gonna get off this planet in this you know fracking radar or whatever she doesn't say that but essentially she does say frack a lot she does say frack a lot um, so then we spend some more time back on the Galactica. We've got some tense scenes between Adama and Ty, where Adama's basically like, I said that's enough to Saul because, you know, he's got paternal feelings for Starbuck. And Does he? Why do you think that is? Never know. I just could not tell you, Lisa. Yeah. Could not tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was like, 
I don't know, Apollo brings his raptor back. Um, Apollo pulls rank on Tyrrell. They have like this scene where Tyrrell's like, you're using like, we don't have any more ships to spare. And mm. Apollo's like, I'm the CAG, so too bad, pretty yeah. much. Which, you know, we we basically see in both these scenes that both the Adamas, Junior and Senior, are not really being logical. And not they're not all. really doing what is, um, they're not thinking wider. And of course, when you're like, you know, Grieve, like grieving and you're um, worried about someone that you care about you're not always thinking of other people but these are people in like a military role. I just don't but I don't like, buy their it. whole training is about like yeah. the greater good and especially when you have like is it last week the week before you have Ty telling Boomer Cap, um, uh, Galactica Boomer yep. that she needs to stop dating um uh, oh, Tyrrell, yeah, Tyrrell. Mm-hmm. because you can't have those kind of relationships because it's mm-hmm. not good for the fleet. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this ridiculous situation. It just never, I just don't believe that Adama and Apollo would be this reckless. Mm. Especially yeah. like later in the episode when they say 43% of the reserves yeah. have been used. Like, I, I just don't buy for a second that they, they would. They would be that fixated, yeah, like absolutely. that illogical. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, the, these scenes were all really frustrating. Like, I just, I actually, you know, I'm a, I'm a Thai fan. I'm mm. Team Thai. Um, and, you know, he was like, he and Rosalind were kind of the only people in this episode who were like, hey, but wait, like, you know, this is like totally bonkers. But I think everybody else was doing it with yeah. their eyes. They just didn't <laughs> yes. have the authority. Yes, there were so many glasses between people. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, everybody's like, I, I just imagine that's what like Donald Trump's cabinet is like all the Constantly. time. Constantly. And then they go and leak looks. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. So yeah, then we go back to Starbucks. She continues her Pimp My Ride um, Cylon situation. You know, shout out to Leatherman for being handy always. Um, I have to hand it to her. Um, I think this is like probably the only like, silver lining of all these annoying scenes. But like she has this line that's like, the only thing that's flying you is you to the machine. And like, this is when I was like, oh, come on. Like it was like a Lululemon bag phrase. Like it was, it was so clunky, but it was kind of hilarious in how clunky it was. Like, yeah, I um. I don't know, like, you know, I like Starbuck as a character. I think you like her more than me. Um, Well, I mean, the last two episodes. (laughs) As I said last week. uh, Yeah. yeah. But I just don't think she sold those scenes, like, at all as much as, like, someone like um, Edward James Olmos, like, can do as a Dharma. Like, last episode, there were a few scenes with a Dharma where I was like, this is miserable writing, but, like, you know, almost is like doing a bang Even up job. Even this episode, and yeah, this, he's, exactly. He's great. He's and like, yeah. I don't buy the dialogue, but I buy him yes. doing Whereas dialogue. Whereas I think Katie Sackoff, like, I know she hasn't had as much experience, and she's like a younger actor. Mm. Um, and it would be hard, like the scenes that she was doing. But Super I do hard. just, I do just feel like those were really clunky. I just think that, like, they obviously really wanted to get a Cylon, like, yeah. in that they could study. Mm. And they've just like gone on this ridiculous story arc. They made this like, like two two we episode need this, arc. To so make this it is happen. what we're going to do. Yeah. When like couldn't they just have shot one and then like scooped it up and brought it in? Yeah, they could have and, done like, other They could have done that ages ago, like yep. yeah. Like they could have yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um so yeah, she figures out that yeah, the Cylons are like like she's figuring out more and more of the bio bio what would we say like biology of the Cylons I suppose like because weird because also would, the me- mechanics like, like you would there'd be levers yeah why would there be levers 
Why would they just have like a driving zombie? a car? But it's like an yeah. Anyway, except that you're inside some biological thing that like it makes no sense to me that anyway. I think the thing that doesn't work about this these scenes is that it's all exposition. So it's clunky because you're just hearing a character tell you what's going on. Mm. But then it's also weird because, like, it doesn't work because the character is delivering all this exposition, however well you think Katie Sackhoff does, doesn't deliver that. But, like, we don't know anything about these Cylons. So for her to know all this stuff is really makes no sense. There's no, no context for her to know that. And we as the audience don't actually know, like, whether um, in this larger world of Battlestar Galactica, like you know the Cylons have just reappeared after like centuries so it's like were they biologically like integrated before because she doesn't know like they look like people she's not yeah, part of those meetings yeah. so how would she like surely she opens it up and she's like holy frack that's like it. that is like that's it. an actual I think it was just, organism yeah like how would you why it should not have been so easy I no think. and also how does she know about biology yeah like, this, exactly ugh. like if it had been Bolter or something mm. or someone who's a scientist I guess I would have bought more that like they could have figured it out mm. or if she had like a Cylon in her brain like six being like hey do this hey pull that lever but it just doesn't ring true for the character and it doesn't ring true for the world and it doesn't ring true for like the science fiction mm. of this property because you're just like oh wait they're like I think to your point I think the show just wanted to be like hey like do we want to introduce this like interesting element because it is really interesting that these are like technically robots but they're like by like they're like the human ones mm. they're like Obviously, there's a degree of, like, literal bio- biological matter that's incorporated into these machines. But we're never told we, that the old ones are made like that as well. Like no, that's it. So we don't have the context. So and then, then how do they develop this anyway? Yeah, exactly. It, ma- it brings more questions and not in a good way. Like, not in your, like, you know, what could this be? It's more just like, oh, so, like, Zarbuck knows all this and it's all really easy. And but she's not even surprised. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's that's biological. It. Yeah, it's which just weird. doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, crap. Um, um, I think we go back to the... Ship. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So we have the scene with the president. Yeah. Um, first, she calls up Apollo to point out that they've used all their military defense resources to find Starbuck. Uh, and she kind of points out that that's a terrible tactic because there's like. I love that she brings know, tactics into people. it. Yeah. Very level headed. I love the way she deals with all of this. She's the only sensible person in this episode. So Ty shout out to President Rosland for pointing of. out yeah. like whatever. Yeah, Ty is too. But mm. like, I feel like. Roslyn is yeah. like in a, in more of a leadership role. Like, actually, sorry, we didn't talk about the fact that like um, Ty disagrees with Adama like mm. in this earlier scene, and Adama basically tells him to frack off, um, and he relieves himself of duty, or he's like, "You are relieved," and Ty's yeah. like, "I relieve myself," which is so frustrating because it's like those military structures, like when you have someone who's obviously got. Um, a conflict of interest like Adama and Apollo have in mm. this system that there's no one except for as we see to an extent the president and only because she's like clever and plays it the right way mm. but like <laughs> like you know. when she calls up and she's like I'm so sorry to hear about Lieutenant Thrace <laughs> like doesn't even say like have you brought the ships in she's like oh I'm so sorry I yeah. can see the time is up so obviously you've stopped looking for her it's because so that's good. insane it's so good um, but yeah it is a real problem with authoritarian like leadership yeah um, is when people and I mean, you get this a lot. I think um, uh, there was a really interesting um, uh, thing about this with pilots um, with a particular airline. Um, I can't remember which one it is, but I was listening to a um, a podcast about it and they were talking about the fact that there were these pilots. I think it might have been 
Korea Air, I could be wrong. And the co-pilots, like, they kept having accidents. Mm. And the reason was because the co-pilots were, because of the way that the language was structured and the way that they'd been taught to deal with authority is that they would never actually say your that's wrong. the ship yeah this is wrong you need mm. to change this they would always do it in this really roundabout like you know um do you think that maybe we should look at this and then mm. the pilot would be like no and they'd be like okay and then the ship goes down so it is a really interesting thing to think yeah. about like the way that you're trained in in challenging leadership and there's multiple points in this episode where adama says like this is a military decision mm. which you know we know from the first episode there was that kind of um balance of power set up by the president and Adama where he was like I want to retain control of the military decision she's like yeah that's fine but like you know I'm the president yeah um and so she she navigates it well but like yeah this is like putting the whole fleet at jeopardy and I know that we're supposed to be like but it's Starbuck but I was totally like but 43 percent of the reserves of energy were used on this mission like yeah. what the frack yeah like, that's it doesn't ridiculous make any sense. absolutely it doesn't make any sense at all and I no. mean this is why separation love, of power is so important <laughs> yes I love 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 when um so then she, the prez comes onto the ship and they're like oh who's who let her on and they're like too bad she's coming on and she goes right up to Adamo and Apollo and you know he just kind of gives her all this like stuff and she's like that's a bunch of crap I know <laughs> I, I love like, that yes. moment too I think that was when we both yelled out yes at the television yeah we were so happy happy um yeah because it's like it's true like i loved all the shade being thrown around i was like living for it like she was just like what like and yeah you're right like she does it in the way of being like this is like not a strategic decision like you know um yeah she just like you know almost uh, almost adama tells her to go back to her ship at one point like after he's like reneged and being like, like fine and she's like no no, no i'm, I'm gonna, gonna stay here that's <laughs> so good i love this savagery yeah but um she's great yeah she was great i don't think we've said it enough times and i mean my understanding of Battlestar galactica viewers is that they need to be hit over the head with everything so let's say it again <laughs> she was really great this episode really great mvp <laughs> for sure mm. um so yeah she basically like tells them that it is no longer like a diplomatic you know negotiation and it's like no no like this is ending i love that she's just like you obviously haven't come to terms with what's happened to zach and they're like yes we have (laughs) i know like (laughs) we don't need to talk about feelings and then immediately after they're like apollo's like i think we have like yeah. to his dad like, and then he's like what if it had been me he wouldn't be there so long he's like we would never leave and it's yeah. like oh it was pretty funny yeah it ridiculous. was um yeah i loved that scene because it was like a payoff for the mm. annoying decisions that people had made in this episode by another character telling them those are annoying decisions mm. um so yeah you know that was awesome loved that probably my highlight of the episode in my opinion yeah um yeah, we go back to back to the planet or the moon. Starbuck works out that um, she needs to hustle up a snorkel to get hack their bloodlines or you know because blood system. Because of course they need oxygen. So gross. Um, Again, si- somehow really is exposition heavy, but also makes no sense. Mm. But Starbuck knows exactly what's going on, even though she has no knowledge of the wider landscape. Anyway. She yeah she hacks it. Um, she gets this snorkel thing going. It's super gross. She manages to get the ship working and she flies it perfectly off the planet. Of course, first round. First round. Well, she's a really good pilot. <laughs> she's a really good pilot. Um, and so yeah, after after Adama has had to you know stop the um, stop the hunt, call everyone back and like you know make the jump. Um, oh, and I sorry, I just yeah. want to point out one of um, 
one of Rosalind's lines here of I'd like to see how the professionals do it. Yeah, when she decides to stay. It was so Um, good. Yeah, that was a good line. It was so sneaky. Like, yeah, so shade. Um, Yeah, so they're all getting ready to jump. Um, The president is still on the the Galactica because, um, you know, she's watching the professionals do it. Yeah. Um, And Starbuck, yeah, gets, gets the ship off or the silent radar off the planet she approaches the fleet um you know Juala notices that there's the approaching cylon and uh, apollo and i think it was apollo and hot dog jump in the um raiders uh, sorry raptors to get out there and like i love when like apollo's like it's acting weird <laughs> like, yeah like, you know it's, yeah. it doesn't have its light on for one thing yeah. um it's not really flying like it, like it's they a would really usually good fly. Pilot yes, it's really ship. hard to shoot down because really then he tries hard. to shoot it down and mm. it's like zigging and zagging around. Um, but then we see that underneath the ship, Starbuck, although not having any time to get like a connection oh. device or try and call the Galactica or try and like reach out for help, has taped her name up under the wings. With the tiny bit of tape that she had. <laughs> and when the frack did she do that? Like it's Miracle ridiculous. Tape. Miracle like, tape. When did she do that? Because what, did she do it beforehand? Like before she even got in there and knew how she could fly it? She certainly <laughs> didn't do it after because she left the planet straight away. Like, ugh. Makes me so annoyed. Also that just like she wouldn't have some kind of distress signal that she could send. That's it. Like why did she have time to do that and not do things that were probably more productive like while she was like investigating what this like silent raider actually was made of and Mm. how it would be piloted? Yeah. So wait, the thing that she had at the beginning that she threw away, was that the communication device? Is that supposed to be the communication device? I'm just going to check the wiki synopsis, but I don't don't think so. So I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. It just says like... um, she struggles to get to high ground, hoping a Galactica search team can spot her, which I didn't Then she's going to really... save herself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, she threw away, like, all of her, um, like, her um, parachute and, like, all the rigging and stuff around mm. that. I don't know if any of her bags and whatnot were connected. I know, like, a lot of the... When they're in the Vipers and the in the um, pilot area like if they don't have anything other than their like helmet and their like gear on them seems like they do call back through the ship but i don't know maybe if we miss someone or something like mm. yeah any eagle-eyed viewers who know better than we do um, because to me it just doesn't know. make sense because yeah it, wouldn't have yeah. communication device and it kind of set it up from the beginning you were just like that doesn't make sense yeah but yeah, you know, everyone else, other, despite our, our uh, lack of excitement, everyone on the show was super excited. Um, Adama does his like angry voice, but it's his like happy voice, which is exactly the same. He kind of smiled, like a little he bit. He did kind yeah. of smile. Um, yeah, I mean, almost just like displaying, you know, so many emotions in this episode. We almost saw a tear. Yeah. We almost saw a smile. It was like, yeah, a... Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of emotions. Um, but yeah, he's like bring her home, like in an excited way. And then um, Apollo's like, you know, yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. And they bring her back. She has a nice little flirt with Apollo. She has a nice little moment with the Dharma. I did really like that. Scene. I liked it too. That was yeah. heartwarming. Um, as much as you know, I guess I guess they've achieved what they want to achieve. They've brought the Cylon on board, and they've resolved the whole mm. Starbuck thing. And, and you know what's great? I don't. Closer. I'm glad that we're past the Zakadama stuff because that is like draining. Also, yeah, 
do you think we're going to get more of that or do you think this is closing that chapter well i don't want to like you know give too much away but i when we were watching that episode last week i Mm. remember and i think i said to you like being like oh like yeah there were some really crummy episodes in the first Mm -hmm. season and i remember finding that zach adama plot really draining yeah um but I'm pretty sure for the time being that we're going to move away from like oh, these character goodness. backstories yeah. for a while, which is fine by me, mm. um, and move along a little bit more. Mm. So I'm glad we've got like that kind of chunk out of the way. Um, and I'm really interested to see what they do do with the Raider that they've brought in. Yeah. And I mean, obviously they've made a lot of effort yeah. to bring that in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also let's just, let, can we just call out how much we love that Adama gave her a cigar? Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> so and it was great. his last one. That was, that was good. That is true parental love right there. That is there. true parental love. <laughs> I love that that's what she asked for and that he knew that's what she would ask for <laughs> and had it waiting and, and ready. And see, that's how you tell like character driven stories. Yeah. You don't need to have them tell everyone I each other what like they're doing daughter. it's you like just... we understand and we understand yeah. their relationship something like that is a perfect it kind of perfect. representation yeah mm. more of that please mm. um yeah any more feelings or themes on this episode i know we've talked a little bit we talked a little bit it would be cool to go back to maybe cylon biology i have a couple of themes mm. um but maybe we can touch on that first so i don't i don't know have i missed something were the cylons that were originally kind of created did they have some kind of biological basis or it has not yet been clarified in the show okay. that's what i was saying before in terms of like that's why those scenes with starbuck to me don't make sense because mm. we don't know like even if you look at that original um that first like opening part where it talks about like there are many copies like it's not like there are many copies that are like kind of human or mm. that are like living breathing organisms like mm. we don't have the context and we as like the audience don't know enough about the f- a previous um cylon war to like mm. know how we know that they didn't have human form but we don't know how evolved they were in terms of like yeah the biomechanics and like whether they did integrate like yeah biological matter as well as mechanical um components so Mm. no it isn't clear it's the shorter answer interesting so obviously they're catching this to kind of learn more about cylon so yeah i mean that's the aftermath of that Mm. i think the the show the episode plot wanted us to think that like it was like starbucks way of getting off the planet which i get as a plot device but yeah i think the show is probably more interested in what um happens after what happens after and how you investigate that which Mm. look i'm interested in i think it's a really interesting to learn more about it Mm. um definitely it's just like i hate it when shows do that when they like sacrifice I don't know, not reality, because obviously it's not reality, but when they kind of sacrifice the story because they just really want to move something forward. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we really want to get a silent on the ship. So like, this is what we're going to do. Like, it's just, yeah. But I'm interested to see how it goes. Um, Yeah, I mean, on themes, um, obviously this is just like wrapping up last week's. Um, I had sacrificing the few for the many. Um, And so I think that, I mean, as we said, like this doesn't really seem like something Adama and Apollo would do. To me, mm. I just don't think that both of them together, like, it, and I, I guess this show was trying to show them having a united front, mm-hmm. um, but I just don't honestly believe um, that both of them together would be this illogical. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it reminded me of a few different TV series that have explored this. Um, so, I mean, The West Wing is a good example mm. when um, the president's daughter gets kidnapped and he steps down from power. Um, and so I thought that was a good kind of coral, uh, comparison to make mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, responsible leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just being able to 
uh, recognize a conflict of interest and like i think that the military structure is obviously not set up in this world anyway mm. to um govern that but it shows how dangerous but, power yeah, is yeah um in terms of like the fact that you've got this you know this cag and this military um you know um leader who are both related family and you know we've pointed out obviously as i said earlier we've pointed out before the dangers that can be had with relationships within the military and Mm -hmm. um everything so i think that um yeah i mean i i'll be interested to see if it gets explored again in the future Mm. but just the importance of having um a balance uh sorry a separation of powers i think is um really obvious in this episode yeah um agree but then I, I mean, then it made me think as well about um, President Roslin and like what, because I mean, there's no court structure. And so thinking hmm. about, I guess, the last, let's call it the last episode, but it was really the one before that when she is, um, when they're talking about having to have another election, yeah. like what's yeah, keeping exactly. her in check aside from the military. Mm. So I'd be interested to see how the society sort of develops from there and mm. if there is that kind of thing. Um, and then we've already touched on, I guess, um, like the need to speak truth to power and sort of um, the issues of an authoritarian kind of military structure. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. my main two themes. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up anything else? No, I think like, yeah, I'm, I'm most interested by where the plot, um, where the dynamic and exploration of the Silent Raider goes, because mm. I do think like something that this show depicts really interestingly and diff- differently is like um, robots that aren't like just robots, like mm. robots that are like either psychologically more di- more dynamic and more advanced, like the humanoid Cylons or yeah, this kind of idea that you could have like a, um, a robot that also had, yeah, like um, flesh and bone. Yeah, so what um, makes something alive? Like, yeah, exactly. Are these Cylons like, yeah. considered a living organism? Yeah. yeah, and to come back to the thing about the Cylon and the Centurions, like the old school toaster ones, like, yeah, we don't really know enough about the Cylon internal structure and, and um, hierarchy yet to know, like, how advanced are the different ones? Like, do they you know do they um share consciousness do they share objectives are they, are they governed like is there yeah a hierarchy where you know the humanoid ones are governing the others like i'm really intrigued i'm probably way more interested in the cylons than like most of the human characters but i don't <laughs> know if that's just because of rewatching it i'm like oh that person was annoying <laughs> you know yeah um but yeah I'm this episode the next one yeah. is much better i mean surely yeah. it has to be better right like <laughs> i mean otherwise we may have to consider this entire, <laughs> this entire otherwise we're endeavor. really gonna rethink our title <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah i mean i think that i think the one thing these episodes have done well trying to see the silver lining is they have set up a lot of interesting things to be explored in future Mm -hmm. episodes so with the cylons with the i guess the world building and the Mm -hmm. leadership styles and all of that so it'll be really interesting to see where that goes yes Um, do you have predictions um not I mean, I wrote Frack. I hope the next one is better. Um, Fair enough. I wrote that the Cylon ship would be useful because um, obviously they've gone to a lot of effort to acquire one. Um, you mentioned the name of the next episode was mm-hmm. Litmus. So I it thought is. it might mm-hmm. have something to do with, um, I guess, testing the relationship between Adama and mm-hmm. Rosalind. Mm-hmm. But I could mm. be completely wrong about that. Um, that's just kind of... Given they had this kind of... Uh, it's the first splinter we've seen where yeah. she's kind of pulled rank to be like, 
I'm not going to tell you this is what you need to do, but this is what I'm going to tell you you're a dickhead, though. Yeah. Like, that's basically what she did. Yeah. She yeah. was like... It was far less amicable than their previous, like, disagreements. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I thought there might be a little bit of testing there mm. of, like, the relationship or mm-hmm. something like that. But that's just... That's my very small predictions. But I'm really interested to see... Um, I'm pretty keen to watch the next episode. Um, I pause my House of Cards binge watching to watch the next one tonight. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm really <laughs> interested to see, um, you know, how they use all of this. I mean, I'm really happy these two episodes are over. Yep. Really excited to see where they go. Um, mm-hmm. Heaps of silence in this episode. Heaps. There was um, six, um, which doesn't sound like that many, but like that was actually four different types of silence. So we had like the two boomers, Caprica Boomer, Galactica Boomer. We had a six, like the one in um, maybe in uh, Bolter's, Bolter's head, head. Um, in her new outfit. And then mm. we had um, the Raider that Starbuck piloted and the um, two Centurions on Caprica. Mm. So yeah, we saw a lot of different types of silence. Definitely the most different, m- the most range that we've actually engaged with, not yep. just like seen shooting people um, since the miniseries, I would say. Um, and yeah, we had 10 fracks because there was a lot of scenes with Starbuck and Ty in mm. this episode. But then there was the one with the pilot who just went frack, 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 yeah. frack. And we're Hot like, whoa, dog. how many was that? <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, yeah, I mean, look, what we lost out in uh, maybe some character dynamic and uh, delicate screenwriting, subtlety in screenwriting, we made up for in fracks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the important things um, yes. were there. So great. All right. Well, hopefully... Um, next week is better <laughs> and hopefully yes. we're a bit more perky as well yep. well join us next week when we discuss episode 6 of season 1 as you mentioned called Litmus